All right, so if I was fearful last week of it being a bit of a dud and it ended up overperforming, what is going to happen this week? We have got three huge games in round three of the World Cup with huge consequences, both for their individual pools, but also for the tournament at large. And I'm really excited to get into this preview. So let's do it. Let's get into round three of the Rugby World Cup. First and foremost, I will say that I'm ignoring the Pool A fixtures that already happened because um, they've already happened, so we can't preview them, but also because like they went as expected. Maybe World Rugby knew that and they put it during the week because you know they thought, oh, well, let's just put these matches during the weeks because no one's watching during the week. I think that's a bit of a mistake. I think midweek rugby is awesome to watch, and if you can get really good games happening during the week... Maybe that happens as the Rugby World Cup gets more of a level playing field and we get more awesome games. Quick note, and also on the France game, you'll notice that France won like by nearly, like what were they, 96? So close to getting 100 points. They still never really played inside their 22. They still used their exits properly. Patient rugby, amateur rugby players uh, around the world should learn a lot from that. Even like they racked up 100 points. And he never really took ridiculous chances. So, yeah, interesting. Anyway, let's get into these three huge games. We've got three massive games for World Cup round three. All very different. Like, one match, I think, has obviously is stolen the hype train completely. Ireland v South Africa. But we've also got one game which everyone should be talking about. And one which no one really is talking about. Well, I guess we'll kick off with the one that no one is going to talk about. Also, let me know your opinions in the comments below. What you think is going to happen for round three. I always enjoy interacting with everyone in the comments below. It makes these videos really enjoyable to do and also helps grow the channel, which if you're interested, Rugby Muscle, we provide strength and conditioning to amateur rugby players around the world. I'll just put the links in the description for you to check out. But if you enjoyed this video, yeah, give it a thumbs up and contribute. It's always enjoyable to chat with you. So first and foremost, this game, right, no one is talking about this game. No one is talking about this important. And I think this match has some big implications of what's going to happen for the whole rest of the World Cup, to be honest, because I think Samoa could do a job here. Um, I made my predictions uh, two months back, I think, before the World Cup. And I, you know, I, I had a lot. I come up, I come, I came under a lot of fire from people telling me that I was underrating Argentina. And then they went and delivered the absolute stinker against England. And, and to be fair, I didn't even think they'd do that bad. That was ridiculous. They completely underperformed. And maybe it was them underperforming. Maybe it was George Ford really having that supreme game and they never really got the chance. And if they never, if you never get a chance to get into a game, like how, how can you play well? You, you don't get into it. So I think there is an element with that um so we'll be interested to see how Argentina do bounce back. I think it was very demoralizing the fact that they had uh, what was it 77 minutes maybe even more <laughs> with uh with playing against 14 men and they couldn't they couldn't fire a shot man. That was ridiculous. So they do we know that Argentina have the potential to get it back together. Whether they're going to get it back together is a complete different question that we we, we we will answer tonight. We'll answer tonight as they play Samoa. And Samoa, I think, like, before the World Cup, they they 
they got to within a score of Ireland. They ne- they got very close to upsetting Ireland in that game. I think they have a very good team here. And it's not, again, similar to Fiji. It's not the traditional uh, Pacific Island nation. Oh, they're just going to run it from every plate. No, look at that pack, right? They've got Chris Vui, Theo McFarlane, Fritz Lee, and Stephen Luatua. Like five, six, seven, eight, all world class. All would get into most teams or at least most squads uh, of any tier one nation, any nation in the world. And I think with Christian Liliofano making a comeback, he seems to lead them really well. Another thing with the Pacific Island nations, and actually we'll throw Georgia into that as well, like these tier two nations that have got um, homegrown head coaches, that seems to add another element where they, they perform really well. So interested to see how they go. This is going to be a good game. And this is going to be, a little bit different from some of the others because it's it might be a bit more of a purist, you know. Then there's not going to be ridiculous tactical elements as far as they've specifically game planned something out against the other team. They're just going to see who is the best rugby playing 23 on the day, and this is going to be. Oh, I'm excited to see this man. I, I, in my predictions, I've gone and backed Samoa. I, I just think they've got something here, and I think Argentina after that. They've had two weeks to to sort of I don't know sit and and feel sorry for themselves. Are like they can pull it out, they can come back and they can play really well. So I'm not overly sure. <sighs> That's why these three prediction these three games are so huge. Argentina absolutely could show some magic. Um, but yeah, no one's talking about this game. This game is huge. <clears throat> If you if you add into the fact that the second team we're we're going to assume that England top this pool now, the team that comes second, if Wales win, they they're probably going to play Wales and they back themselves in that. So and then all of a sudden they're in a semi final. So I think I think this is this is this ne- this game tonight is huge. So make sure you catch it tonight. Um, Samoa versus Argentina. It's going to be huge. I think it it's going to have a big bearing on the World Cup. And then from a match that no one's talking about to a team that's nobody talk no, nobody's talking about, we've got Georgia uh, starting out on uh, day two on Saturday, or I guess it's day four, but on Saturday against Portugal. We're not going to get into this game too much. I think I think we will get into Georgia because no one's really no one's talking about them. Like everyone's talking about this three way between Australia, um, Wales, and Fiji, but Georgia have, have beaten Fiji previously a few times. Georgia have also beaten Wales just last year. And so I think that they've got a chance to to do something in this pool. I know that they underperformed against um, uh, Australia in week one. I mean, I guess it's very similar to to this Argentina team where they had a little bit of hype, then they completely uh, hit a stinker, and then they had a week off. So everyone's completely forgotten about them. But uh, I know that Georgia won't be taking Portugal lightly. They've made that mistake before and drawn with them. Uh, a few years back, back when I was in Portugal, they're not going to make that mistake again. I think they're going to get a big win here and then move on out of the pool. And then we've got England v Chile again. Um, as an Englishman, I'll quickly go into it. I think having Marcus Smith at fullback gives him that extra space that he doesn't get in the Premiership. Um, I think we know Farrell's going to come back into this team. Everyone seems to hate Farrell, but everyone that plays with him, every coach that he's ever had. Um, seems to really like him. There's a reason for that, right? There's a reason, like, Steve Borthwick has no special allegiance to Iron Farrell. He came straight in, made him captain. So he's obviously shown something. George Ford, yes, has been playing well, 
But I think we see Ford and Farrell coming back. That team, I mean, that was the 10-12 combination that, that dispatched with New Zealand in that epic performance four years ago. And I think they'll go back to that. And then after that, we've got the big one. We have got, uh, oof, here we go, South Africa against Ireland. This is probably the biggest game for the last few years. Not in terms of what's going to happen at the World Cup, because you're going to imagine that any team, that either team, whichever team loses this game, still has the opportunity to come back and to go ahead and win it. South Africa, case in point, did that exact thing four years ago. Ireland could still easily withstand the loss and, and ride it out. So could South Africa. At the same time, You've still got Scotland just hoping that they can get into this mix. But these two teams are one and two, and they're one and two for a reason. They both play such good rugby. Two completely sort of contrasting styles. You've got the, the Springboks uh, that play sort of everyone, everywhere. They can move scrum halves to wings. They can move uh, back rows to hookers. They can move locks to back row. They can even potentially, what's going to have to happen is move a back row uh, in Quagga Smith and probably put him somewhere in the back line if they need to but uh, Ireland like oh no they, they, we've got finished my point on South Africa they've got players that play everywhere within the team but they've also got players that play everywhere around the world they've got guys that are playing in Japan they've got guys that are playing in South Africa they've got pl- guys that are playing in England in France and they've decided yeah we're just going to let you all play and then we're going to bring you in because you've got all of this talent and then we can use that and I think like thinking about it, that's that's benefited South African rugby massively because it's allowed all these new guys to come through at the top level, and it's also allowed these guys to have influence from wherever they are in the world. So you know, make no mistake, the guys that are playing in France from South Africa, like that's given them a good boost because that's given them the knowledge of what playing in France is like. Likewise, the guys that are playing in uh, England and and Ireland, like they've got a bit of a heads up and an insight into the Ireland team because of that. Ireland, on the other hand, right, really well organized, all fit into the Irish system, all based in the Irish system. And that gives you, you know, a beautiful uh, combination and beautiful coordination that you see in the rugby that they play. The lines that they run, the the synchronicity that this team has is second to none. This, this team is completely in point and it is basically a total rugby team. And because they have that, you know, year-round governance of their team, they do that really well. They do that better than anyone else. And there is an absolute success for what this Irish team is and why they've done things, you know, things that no other Irish team has ever done, like go to New Zealand and win a series, like potentially get out of a quarterfinal. This is, you know, Irish have a fan base and a history where they don't want to look back (laughs) over previous World Cups, over previous records, because their current team seems to just be breaking all those records. South Africa, on the other hand, when I predicted them to... Did I predict them to go out in the group stage? No, I predicted them to go out in the quarterfinal. Uh, people jumped at me because they're like, you know, we've got the history on our side. We've got this and this and this. They're looking back onto their history and they're saying, you know, this is what we're doing well. But actually, when you look at it, South Africa are doing the same thing. They are making new records. They're making, like, new... They're, they're being really, really inventive with what they're doing, in fact. Like, the fact that they've got a 7-1 split shows the beauty, not only of their versatility, because 
no one in Monday Rugby is doing this, what they're doing with their backs and putting and just saying, okay, you're a back row, but I tell you what, you can go play hooker. It's going to be fine. Like, and, and it is, it is. They, they, you know, they have, does, they don't care where their kickers, what position their kicker is playing. If they've got a fly half that isn't kicking them too well, they're not that bothered. And I think this is something that we're going to see filter in to the rest of the rugby world in years to come is the versatility being something really, really important. And and that 7-1 split allows that, like, like allows the versatility allows that 7-1 split. And in that 7-1 split, like that allows the pack of South Africa just to work insanely hard because you've got, you know, if you know that you're coming off after 50 minutes or if you know that you get to halftime, you get a bit of a breather and then you're going 10 minutes as hard as you can before coming off, before you've got seven fresh guys coming on like that. What extra element does that allow you to play? I think that's, that's something that Ireland obviously are going to be conscious of. And I think Ireland are just going to play real complete, unadulterated pace they're going to play this game at such a speed I think they're going to kick they're going to manipulate them they're going to come around that corner they're going to run their lines and they're going to really try and run the socks off the springbok pack for the first 10-20 minutes and hope to get some dividends the second 20 minutes of the first half and then they're going to do the same again for the as soon as the pack come up the, the box make their changes I think they're going to try to play as fast as possible and get through the center channels as well to really um, think or to really make the substitutes that are coming on to the um, to the game for South Africa like take their time to get up to speed or not feel like they're up to speed because it is a hard thing. It's a hard thing to come on in the middle of a game like that's been played out for an hour at this point and try to just gauge and just go straight in there. It's difficult. And if Ireland can play at the pace that they know that they can, I think that they make that a really difficult transition. However, that being said, South Africa obviously have the ability to suffocate this game, make it really, really physical and push Ireland beyond what they can do. However, I do think, I just think that, um, I think Ireland will get this one. I think South Africa Whilst Bongium Benambi is good and um, Dion Free is a different element coming on at hooker, I think they miss Malcolm Marks. I think Mal- they miss Malcolm Marks in that breakdown. I think Ireland could win that breakdown without Malcolm Marks being there. Um, and I think Ireland can also pierce through the centre. So I think I haven't seen it and I could be completely wrong and I could absolutely get proven wrong here. But I've seen... Uh, a lot more. I've not seen anything from Damien Dialande. I've seen Jesse Crew light up, but I think he's more of a winger. I just think Ireland through the centers can expose that a little bit as well. They can go through them, particularly with that harsh press that they're going to push and they're really going to try and slow Johnny Sexton down. I think he just has the intelligence along with the players around him to cope with that and be fine. And I think Ireland do get this win. And like I say, even with that said, this game isn't the and end all for either team so as as huge as it is it's actually not that important for the bearings of the rest of the world cup whereas sunday we do have matches that are um, going to be important for the rest of the world cup obviously we've got scotland having to get back on track and having to get a big win against tonga because again they're going to have to try and match up with ireland in two weeks two weeks yeah two weeks time i think might be three weeks no it is two weeks to see if they can 
actually get out of this pool stage. You've got to think that they have to do something special. But they, you know, they'll know what they have to do after this game. So we'll see. And then we've got probably the biggest game of the weekend. Because we're talking about, yes, I know Ireland and South Africa is a huge game. And it's a huge game because we enjoy just one-off games as rugby fans. That's why test matches are played. But as far as the implications for the rest of the Rugby World Cup, oof, Wales v Australia. Honestly, I, I, this one is the, I mean, they're all really tough to predict. Um, I, in fact, most rugby matches are tough to predict. That's the beauty of watching it. That's the beauty of why this is going to be awesome this weekend, sitting down and watching these games. But this one, even more so, with Australia with their new team, Wales, like knowing that Wales can pull it out of the bag, but also knowing that Wales just <laughs> can also just not perform that well. They haven't really performed well. They, both teams should have lost to Fiji. Let's be honest. Um, Australia obviously did. Wales snuck out of it. Does that mean that they have it within them to to win a tight one against Australia? Maybe. But also Australia looked good against a poor Georgia team. Uh, you know, a Georgia team that they... 10-01. Well, it's 10 one according to my watch. Okay, so let's better get this... Better finish out this video. So a Georgia team that uh, obviously beat Wales this time last year in Wales. That Wales team hasn't changed as much as the as the Australia team. So... Australia also beat Wales this time last year, so uh, yeah, I think it's Australia have something over Wales. I never, I've watched a bunch of Wales versus not this week, but in my lifetime, I've watched a bunch of Wales v Australia games, and I've never, I've never seen Wales even look like they're like on a level. There's, there's something that I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is, but Australia always seem like they're a level above Wales when they play them. But then when Wales play other teams, such as England or or France, they can bring it down, whereas, I don't know, anyway, we'll see. I'm, this one is the toughest to predict. I'm going to predict that Australia edged this out. But again, who knows? This Because really, Wales could put it in and just have that another defensive masterclass. I just think Australia, with their back line, however they configure it and with their back rows that they've got playing I think that they can just get enough to get a couple scores out and if there's one thing that I don't think this Wales team has in them is chasing a game they have it in them to do what they did in the last World Cup and make games really sort of ugly defensive like slugfests that eventually they can come back and win or be within a score within the last 10, 20 minutes because of their fitness. And then they'll go in and win it. I'm not sure, man. This this game is huge, though. Oof. And then, like I said, you still got Georgia, man, that can come in and do a job in this pool. But that's Rugby World Cup round three. The World Cup is now in full swing. Enjoy it, because before you know it, it's going to be over. Now, every week is starting to be more and more and more meaningful. Um We've got big games coming up. This is probably the biggest week of the pool stage outside of the last week um, where we know what's going to happen and where we have real implications of teams that could be knocked out and that are going to be knocked out because that'll be their last week. This week, this is this is huge. Though. These are three huge games starting with tonight. So make sure you check out Argentina-Samoa tonight. And then... Oof, I, you don't need me to tell you to check out South Africa Ireland. That's 1v2. That is the best rugby has to offer right at this minute. And you've got, 
you know, two teams at the height of innovation as well. South Africa with their 7-1 split. Ireland with just the, the speed of play that they're doing. How in sync they all are. That's going to be huge. And then Wales v Australia. Two teams that traditionally are powers of rugby that are now suffering. And they have no choice but to pull something out of the bag. Otherwise, they are going home. Hope you all enjoyed this video. Let me know in the comments below if you did. Let me know below in the comments what you think is going to happen. If my predictions are absolutely terrible, yeah, let me know. Um, if I've missed something, also let me know. Always enjoy hearing your thoughts. Catch you guys in the next one.